Mosh Pit. Welcome back to another Mosh Pit. We asked, four of you answered. <laughs> this is our Q&A episode. We, we do appreciate the interaction. Uh, and at any time, if you have questions for us or you have ideas for stuff for us to cover, please shout it out to us. You can hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, mail, if the post office exists still. <laughs> any, any of these places. You know, we want to interact with the community. We know that there's a, a good chunk of you guys listening. So, uh, yeah, feel free to, to, you know, if there's an album that you loved or an album that you thought was stupid and you want us to cover it or just any new metal news. I'll talk about some uh, some new metal news at the end of this episode. Days of the new news of the day. <laughs> oh, God damn it. We're really going to own that. All right. All right. I'm here for it. Fuck. All right. Uh, I'm going to go to Twitter, Kevin. Okay. Your favorite place in the world. So oh. we have a question from uh, at Zach Van Nuss. What's up, Zach? Celebrity deathmatch. Which new metal vocalist are you sending in to fight Chris Taylor Brown and why? Ooh. Oh, man, that is a tough one. I'm sending in any of the dudes from E-Town Concrete. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) I think any single member of E-Town Concrete is going to fuck that dude up. (laughs) Or they're going to become best friends, which is really the most dangerous thing ever. Well, you want to send somebody in that's going to get the job done Mm -hmm. and that has their own agenda, right? We don't Mm -hmm. want them to be corrupted. So I'm going to send somebody that uh, is more focused on the war against the machines, and I'm sending in Burton C. Bell from Fear Factory. Oh, that shit. dude scares the shit out of me. That guy is fucking yoked, and, <laughs> you, know, and, and you know where his politics are. <laughs> oh, God. Which is basically no robots because they'll take yeah, over no, the future. No robots. <laughs> no robot party. Yeah, that, that's, he is on a firm no robot party. <laughs> And he is pro soul of a new machine. <laughs> and I'm here to demanufacture Chris Taylor Brown. <laughs> I want to bring back jobs. I want to remanufacture. <laughs> and I want to demanufacture Chris Taylor Brown. Good question. Good question. That was fun. So from Facebook, Burns of the God's Mistake podcast. Go ahead and smash that subscribe button asks us what are your opinions of the epic fred durst sex tape i don't know much about it to be perfectly honest well i do i know about the scott stapp kid rock one yeah yeah so (laughs) i think you've you've alluded to that one on a previous episode i believe oh yeah we're gonna be watching some sex tapes later oh god so here's the deal in i forget how long ago but there was a big t-mobile hack and as part of that uh, Fred Durst banging his girlfriend leaked to the internet. I, I have mixed thoughts about this because it was a private moment between the two. And that's always kind of weird. Like with the Paris Hilton thing, like that was a, that was a promo rollout. Oh, for sure. It made Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah. Kim Kardashian. Like that was a promo rollout. You're you're watching a leaked sex tape because they leaked it because they wanted to. This one was definitely, uh, it, it seemed to me a little bit more personal, so it felt a little skeevy. The sex itself. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Well, it was weird, but I watched it. <laughs> C- couple notes here. Fred Durst, as we know, went on to uh, become a director and directed uh, some of his band's own videos. And I think he did a uh, full-length feature film and d- done a couple commercials. He even uh, directed an episode of House. 
-hmm. And it really shows in this sex tape. His angles are right. He knows what the uh, audience wants to see, which is his really attractive girlfriend's b-hole. <laughs> no. Now, the problem is, is that you have to look at Fred Durst's penis. <laughs> I, I hate every part of this. <laughs> you have to look at his penis and it's like, you know, in a porno, you're not really paying attention to the penis. In this one, you are because you know it's Fred Durst's penis and you're just like, ah, you're ruining this. I will say from a cinematography standpoint, it's it's A+. plus. It is A plus pornography. From a content perspective, uh, God, it, it, it it's tough. It's tough. But you do get to see a chocolate starfish. Oh, fucker. Yeah, yeah, that's my uh, that's my thoughts on Fred Durst porno. Great, great. What else we got? I got one. All right, what you got? No, no, I, I already read it. There was oh, only shit. one. Oh shit! Oh uh, shit! This next one is actually just a comment from Blake. He sent me a picture of the Vinyl Guide interview, episode two thirty five, which is forty years of bad religion. And he told me the interview guy sounds like you holding your nose during a podcast. So I'm guessing he sounds like this. His sentence breaks are uncanny. So <laughs> I sound like a guy on another podcast, which is cool. Yeah, good stuff. Mr. Jeff Jenkins of Code 7 and all around incredible person at tight. asks us, is new metal a derivative of metal, or is it just the hard rock genre with seven-string guitars, digital amplification, and spiky hair? Also, what Burns asked about, about porno. Ugh. Nick, what do you think? I mean, I think that's a really good question. Well, I, all right, let's ask this question. Where did White Zombie come from? Okay, because like White Zombie is not a new metal band. I think Rob Zombie is a solo artist, was probably a new metal band. Mm -hmm. But I think that... It, it's somewhere where like hard rock cross paths with like Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like they, they wanted to like be metal, but like metal's cheesy as fuck, right? Yeah. Like metal just like it, it outside of like Slayer, it isn't really tough. It's a bunch of like, like look at Randy Rhodes. That dude was like five, six. He's wearing like a leotard. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, like these, these weren't imposing, like Motley Crue could put as many spikes on their leather pants as they want, but there's nothing scary about them. The only people they scared were like parents in 1984 that were concerned with the satanic panic. Like, yeah, the PMRC was fucking terrified of Motley Crue. Right. So that's, so like new metal, I, I do think it, it, I mean, there's, there's not a lot metal about it aside from like distortion and power chords right like I, I do think it came from the hard rock side of things but then it got like gothy and creepy and like i think that's sort of where it came from i, I or where, where it ended you know for, for me i i think that it's probably closer a derivative of metal but for me when i'm listening to a lot of new metal bands and also that really depends on what region your band started in so okay. for example uh you know the Bakersfield sound is heavily influenced by like suicidal tendencies, infectious grooves. And from what I can hear, more hardcore oriented bands, when I listen to a lot of the early, early new metal stuff, I hear Orange 9mm, I hear Vision of Disorder, I hear Helmet, like all of those influences are going to play 
a big part in that. And even though I wouldn't consider these uh, to be hardcore kids or punk rock kids, I think that there's some intersectionality there that's definitely playing off. When it comes to the hip hop side of things, I really don't know. Oh shit, Nick, are you going to the Bible? <laughs> I'm checking the Bible. Man. All right, go to the Bible. <clears throat> I, uh, I will now refer to Joel McIvers, the next generation of rock and punk new metal, the, uh, the Bible of this show. Um, just what the hell is new metal anyway? Ooh. It's the modern form of heavy metal which has been in existence since the early 70s. New metal is less constrained to a single sounded image than the original version and addresses wider issues too. Think about new metal as opposed to old metal and you're most of the way there. <laughs> what? But it is not, this guy's an asshole, <laughs> but it's not the name that matters. It's all about the way it sounds. Oh, this is, this is nonsense. Well, I'm waiting. He's talking about Guns N' Roses, Warrant, Run DMC, all the, Oh, here we go. According to this, it's a blend of hip-hop, electronica, funk, hardcore punk, jazz, industrial rock, gothic rock, and glam rock. I kind of agree with all of that except for jazz. There's nothing... like New metal is the furthest form of music from jazz. New metal is, is played by people like me that learned how to play guitar in our bedroom by tuning to Drop D and using one finger. <laughs> yeah, the jazz influence. You know you know why he put that in there? Just so that he could sound like he was wicked fucking smart. Oh, totally. Totally. But I think that like it's a convergence of like grunge and then... Um, like, there was a, that brief moment of time where industrial music was on the radio. So Nine Inch Nails obviously hit. But then, you know, other bands like Gravity Kills and Stabbing Westward. Yeah. Like, those weren't new metal bands. They were, like, pre-new metal bands. But I think that, like, darkness kind mm -hmm. of influenced hard rock, and that's where new metal came from. And, again, like, it doesn't have any guitar solos. <laughs> None. It's, it's, it's just the dumbest. You can play it with an oven mitt on your left hand. So, yeah, what, where I kind of stand at the end of the day is that I think – along with those kind of funk and punk uh, influences, and then later on the goth and more industrial stuff. I think really that when you take those initial kind of very accessible things and they start to brush up against hardcore, because now hardcore is touring and there's some better distribution and better booking behind it, somewhere along the line, those two are going to mesh together and people who aren't necessarily looking for that are it, it, it's gonna ble bleed in to what they're to what they're doing do you, do you see what i'm saying yeah it makes sense uh thank you jeff uh all right well let's uh let's go over to days of the new news of the day i don't know if you've listened to this yet mm -mm. um charlie daniels died right the um devil went down to georgia yep. fiddle guy yep. right and you know whatever fuck that guy well was he an asshole or something yeah, man, like, you never heard that, like, it's it's a flag, not a rag, and we don't wear it on our heads song that he wrote after 9-11? No. Oh, yeah. All right, well. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, he also uh, recently said that Confederate statues should uh, remain because Robert E. Lee was an honorable man, which is great, because he, you know, led traitorous soldiers and killed Union soldiers to preserve slavery. Ooh. Yay. What? I know one of you out there is going to be like, oh, it's about slavery, it's about states' rights. And I ask you, states' rights to do what? Yeah, so, yeah, Charlie Daniels, whatever. So, but anyway, he's in, like, the Country Music Hall of Fame, even though, like, most of his career was kind of in, like, the Southern Rock mm. era. Anyway, uh, he wrote The Devil Go Devil Went Down. Devil Goes Down. Is The Devil Went Down to I, I, I don't know. I just learned that the guy's a racist. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, but I think that he's like an old timey racist, like, like not like overtly, like he's not out there using the N word. He probably doesn't necessarily think that uh, he's superior to anybody, but he probably thinks that you know they should they should just stop stop talking about race so much. Uh, this is the, he he's grandpa's got some th- opinions on Thanksgiving kind of racist. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I'm not prejudiced like that kind. So anyway, the devil went down to Georgia. It's it's I mean it's an iconic song. It's a song about. Uh, the devil going into like some bar with some dudes playing a fiddle and he bets him a golden fiddle versus his soul that he can beat him in a fiddle solo. I mean, I don't know how you write this story, but it's, it, it kind of rips. Anyway, in the last couple weeks, that song has been covered mm. twice by Nickelback and by Korn featuring Yellow Wolf. Jesus. <laughs> So uh, in the song, there's the devil, and then the fiddle player is a guy by the name of Johnny. And Korn's version, Jonathan gives Johnny a southern accent. So he's got like kind of a methy southern, that's uh, <laughs> pretty brutal. And Nickelback changed the fiddle to a guitar, and they brought in some like Joe Satriani level shredder. Yeah. It's, it doesn't sound like Nickelback. It's almost, um, from a production like standpoint, it's a little pleasing to the ear, like, it's recorded really well. Uh, Chad Kroger says the F word, so he's Whoa. super edgy Like because they rewrote the song. Um, I hate the corn one so much. I've read a lot of articles where people comparing the two and like metal, internet, loudwire, and those kind of places seem to all prefer the corn one, but I think it's just horrible, horrible music. Oh, um, yeah. And I can't believe that I'm choosing Nickelback over anybody, <laughs> but at least theirs like has a lot of ripping guitar solos. And theirs came with a cartoon. So if you go watch it on YouTube... It's like a little animated, like, cartoon music video, and I kind of enjoyed watching it. Uh, you know, I mean, as far as creative ways to piss on someone's grave, uh, that's that sounds pretty nice. <laughs> I wanted to touch on uh, Corey Taylor, uh, and he's released two new singles. Have you listened to those new singles? Uh, I listened to the one you sent me, and I listened to half of that and almost threw my phone across the room. Yes, so he released uh, the first single, CMFT must be stopped where uh, he refers to himself this is Corey Taylor the lead singer of Slipknot and Stone Sour for those who don't know widely regarded as one of the better singers in metal Slipknot was a really important band their first album and their second were largely important we will do episodes on both of those albums at some point but he released this like rap song (laughs) where he's, he's doing that what's my name and then all these like 80s metal celebrities are going see motherfucking T and it's got like the videos get guest appearances from like Scott Ian like Rob Helford like Lars Ulrich it's so bad I don't I don't understand it it has the third verse is wrapped by Tech 9 what yeah it's it's the the worst thing it's the worst song I've ever heard in a genre full of the worst songs I've ever heard it's it's way up at the top so if you want to See what the lead singer of Slipknot is up to these days. Just go to CMFT Must Be Stopped on YouTube and, uh, oh, it's just horrible. I hate it when millionaires tell us, like, yo, what's my name? Oh, for sure. It's the sickest form of validation and, like, you know, I need to be worshipped. Yeah, and meanwhile, he's 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 playing the guitar and he's got, like, a little tiny fedora or, like, a little pork pie hat on. And he's surrounded by, like... Dancing girls that are doing that like angle grinder on a, on a belt thing, <laughs> shooting sparks all over. Yeah. It's just fucking. Um, it's just terrible. And it, I, I I watched it right after I woke up. 
like I saw a tweet about it and I was like, oh, let's check this out. And it just ruined my whole day. <laughs> Big thanks to Jeff, Burns, and Blake for writing in. And uh, Zach, too. Thanks for the shout out on Twitter. Yep. Maybe we'll try this again. And hey, let's uh, let's set the bar high and go for uh, maybe five people responding. This is good podcasting, folks. <laughs> we are true professionals. All right. See you next time. Show me a